If you started intermittent fasting and you aren't seeing the results that you were expecting, don't give up hope because you're not alone. A lot of people start fasting with the perceived notion that it's gonna be a piece of cake, an easy ride with no road bumps along the way. But the truth is that there are road bumps and just by making a couple of these mistakes with your fasting plan, you can completely plateau, stop losing weight, and stop burning fat. So today I wanna go over exactly why you may have stopped burning fat with your intermittent fasting plan and what you can do to get that fat loss started again. The first reason that I wanna start with is one that catches people by surprise and causes them to hit plateaus even though they know that they're eating less calories than they're burning. And that's cutting calories too low without incorporating refeed days or even refeed weeks. You see, with intermittent fasting, there's a good chance that you'll be in a calorie deficit just by limiting the amount of time during the day that you can eat. If you're practicing a 16-8 intermittent fasting protocol, that means that you're only allowed to eat eight hours of the day. When you try to cut calories further during your eating window, you can wind up with a very large deficit. And while aggressive reductions in your daily calories that are around 30% or more subtracted from your maintenance levels, while aggressive reductions like that aren't by themselves a problem, they are a problem if you don't set them up correctly. This is because of metabolic compensation. Your body will adapt to a very sharp drop in the number of calories that you're taking in with a very sharp drop in your metabolism. This could lead to less weight loss than what you would expect by lowering calories to a certain point. In fact, some studies show that metabolic compensation can explain around 67% of the instances where there is less weight loss than what was expected. To avoid this, if you're cutting calories in a more aggressive way, you need to incorporate refeeds. You can do this by keeping your calories under 30% for maintenance four to five days per week, and then you would incorporate a couple days per week where you would make sure to bring your calories back up to maintenance levels. These refeed days will help keep your metabolism elevated, ultimately helping you continue to burn fat. You can also do this by keeping your calories under 30% for maintenance for two weeks and then cycling in two weeks of keeping your calories at maintenance levels. This was proven to help slow the decline in metabolic rate while dieting. Remember, you would cycle between an aggressive reduction in calories and your regular maintenance levels within the framework of your intermittent fasting plan. So you would still be eating all of your calories within your eight hour window, regardless of whether you were eating at maintenance for that day or at a 30% deficit for that day. While cutting calories too low too fast can lead to a backlash from your metabolism, another mistake is never readjusting calories and macros for weight that you've already lost. That's right, if you've already lost weight from intermittent fasting, you may need to lower your caloric intake even more to lose even more weight. Just by losing weight, you'll be doing less work and burning less calories to upkeep your body throughout the day. You have to take that into account and reevaluate your calories and macros every couple weeks and especially when you hit plateaus. But before you start cutting calories, you wanna make sure that you're not accidentally throwing yourself out of your fasts without knowing it. Now, with this, there are more minor mistakes and more extreme mistakes. An example of a minor mistake is taking branched-chain amino acids in the middle of your fast to prevent muscle loss. Two major benefits that you're gonna get from fasting are lower insulin levels and improved insulin sensitivity. While you're fasting, your insulin levels will be very low. The problem is that branched-chain amino acids contain leucine, and studies show that leucine will spike your insulin levels. This is why a post-workout protein shake doesn't even have to contain carbs to spike your insulin levels. Leucine 
will help do this on its own. Now this would be a minor mistake that I wouldn't really see preventing fat loss on its own. Another minor mistake is adding cream to your coffee. That cream will most likely add under 100 calories to your coffee, but that'll be enough to technically knock you out of your fast. Again, this alone will not prevent fat loss, but of course, this does depend on how much cream you add and what type of creamer you use. Some creamers are loaded with a lot more calories and sugar than others. One last minor mistake before we jump into the major ones is having artificial sweeteners throughout the day. Many people will use artificial sweeteners to hold them over while fasting. It lets them feel like they're taking in calories when they're really not. But the problem is that studies show that many artificial sweeteners can have a similar effect on insulin levels as a matching dose of glucose. And again, one of the main reasons we're doing intermittent fasting to begin with is to lower insulin levels. The good news is that Stevia has shown in studies to not affect the insulin response in the same way, especially when compared to artificial sweeteners like aspartame and when compared to regular table sugar. So the bottom line is that if you wanna add a sweetener with no calories during your fast, you should go with stevia. Now, the major mistake that you can make in regard to throwing yourself out of your fast is not considering the calories that you're drinking in general. While this may sound like common sense to some of you, a lot of people get this really wrong. When you're fasting, it doesn't mean that you can drink what you want as long as you're not eating. It means you want to aim to have no calories at all, regardless of whether those calories come from food or from beverages. Ideally, you would want to limit yourself to drinking either water, black coffee, or unsweetened tea. The next mistake you might be making is overeating once you're actually done fasting. Even though intermittent fasting can help you take control of fat burning hormones like insulin, for fat loss to occur, you don't only need your hormones in check, but you also absolutely need to be in a calorie deficit. A lot of people, especially people that just start fasting for their first time, they don't realize that fasting isn't some magical solution for getting around having to eat less to burn fat. The reality is that fasting is an eating pattern that sets up your diet in a way that makes it easier to eat less, but that doesn't mean that it makes it mandatory to do so. I'm not gonna spend too much time telling you guys that if you're eating things like french fries, pizza, and ice cream as soon as you break your fast, you're probably gonna overeat and gain weight rather than lose it. I think this is common sense for most people, but what's not common sense to most people is that your body will be working against you if you don't break your fast correctly. You see, when your fast is over, you're gonna feel hungry. While you're fasting, your body will be low on sources of energy like dietary carbohydrates and fats. So by the time that your fast is over, your body will be craving high carbohydrate foods that are loaded with sugar, as well as fattening foods loaded with a lot of calories. This is because your body already knows that greasy high fat foods and sweet high sugar foods provide the quickest way to take in massive amounts of calories in the shortest amount of time possible. So if you break your fast with no plan at all, there's a huge chance that you'll start uncontrollably reaching for whatever junk food you can get your hands on. To avoid this from happening, you have to turn off that inner voice that says, but can we get something to eat now? Otherwise, your liver, it's starting to look really, really good. While this voice may sound ridiculous right now, when you're in that moment, right after you haven't eaten for 16 hours, it's very hard to resist the temptation of that voice without a plan. To successfully resist this temptation, you should break your fast with a meal that's high in vegetables, preferably at least one to two cups, and also high in protein. The vegetables and protein have a low dietary energy density, which basically means that they fill your stomach up for a small amount of calories, and this has shown in studies to help people limit their daily caloric intake 
and lose weight. So now rather than fighting with the thoughts of eating sugary sweets and greasy fattening food, you'll notice those thoughts naturally fade away as you satisfy your hunger with a healthy high veggie high protein meal. This way, even if you do cave and eat some junk food afterwards, you'll eat way less before you're full helping you keep your calories low. The key to consistently beating your hunger after a fast is speed. If you have to stand there prepping a meal from scratch after your fast is over, you'll probably be snacking the whole time that you're prepping that meal, which will pretty much defeat the whole purpose. Instead, you want to have a meal ready to go before your fast is over. And you also want to have easy options like microwavable veggies, hard boiled eggs, and packets of tuna ready to go in case you don't have a meal pre-prepped. Once you have that filling meal, keeping calories low during the rest of your eating window should become a lot easier and more manageable. Let's move on to the next reason why you're having trouble, and that's because you chose the wrong eating window. A simple example of this is starting with the warrior diet, which requires a 20 hour fast before you've nailed down a regular 16 hour fast. I think it's pretty obvious to most people that jumping into a longer fast without experience can lead to some binge-like behavior once the fast is over. This is especially true with even longer fasts like the one meal a day diet. You can also make this mistake by choosing an eating pattern that just doesn't fit your lifestyle. For example, if you were to set up a 16-8 fast the same way that most people do, you would skip breakfast and start eating at 1 p.m. That means that you would have to stop eating by 9 p.m. Now this is fine for some people, but if you're a late night eater, it might work way better for you to end your fast at 4 o'clock since it'll allow you to eat until 12 in the morning. The bottom line here is that you want to set up your fast around your preferences and your schedule, not someone else's. If you have trouble avoiding late night munching, then set up your schedule to be able to eat later at night to make your life that much easier. But aside from that, many women don't know that some of them will do better with shorter fasting cycles. Women's bodies are especially sensitive to changes in calories and changes in their eating patterns. Fasting too often or for too long can lead to a lack of energy, irregular periods, poor bone health, and other negative effects. For this reason, some women may benefit more by fasting about 12 to 14 hours every other day rather than every day. Keep in mind though that different people will handle fasting differently. Some women will be able to fast 16 hours every day with no problems. Meanwhile, others aren't so lucky. In either case, the point remains the same. Choose the right feeding to fasting ratio based on your body. Finally, the last reason why you're not burning fat from your fasting plan is because of exercise. You've either cut down on exercise, you're doing the wrong type of exercise, or you're simply not exercising at all. Let's start with cutting down on exercise. Many people are under the impression that they won't be able to work out without eating some kind of meal beforehand, and especially not without eating any meal at all for the entire day. This makes them overcomplicate the scheduling of their workout, which oftentimes leads to missed training sessions. For example, instead of scheduling their workout in the morning like they normally would, they schedule it after work, after they've already eaten their first meal. The problem is that after work, they start finding excuses to not go. So they would be way better off continuing their habit of exercising first thing in the morning. The only difference would be that now they would just be doing it in a fasted state. There's plenty of energy available in the form of stored body fat for fasted workouts. Even though in the beginning you may feel low on energy and tired, by practicing fasted training over time, you will develop the ability to push yourself harder in the gym without the need for a meal before working out. 
Even though I wouldn't say that skipping a pre-workout meal is the ideal strategy for muscle growth, for fat loss, fasted training can provide much more pros than cons, especially if you have a post-workout protein shake or a post-workout meal soon after your workout to help get some amino acids into your bloodstream and spike up protein synthesis rates. With all that said, delaying your workout and missing a couple workouts is nowhere near as bad as not working out at all or doing the wrong types of workouts. If you're only doing cardio to help speed up fat loss while intermittent fasting, then you can bet that you're doing the wrong types of workouts to preserve muscle mass. While you can do cardio, weight training is much more important to maintain muscle during a cut. But even doing a cardio-based program is better than not exercising at all while intermittent fasting. This happens more often than you would think because there are a lot of people out there that try the diet-only approach to fat loss. Couple this with the belief that many people have that you shouldn't exercise without eating something beforehand. The big problem with not exercising is that just like any other diet plan that cuts calories, if you're fasting, you'll be much more likely to lose muscle mass without incorporating some resistance training into your routine. On the other hand, by lifting weights at least three times a week, you'll be able to maintain as much muscle as possible while cutting. So make sure that you're getting your weight training sessions in even if you're fasting. That's it guys, that about wraps it up for today. I really hope this video has helped you out. If it did, make sure you subscribe to my channel and hit that bell icon so you can be notified whenever I release new tips and tricks just like the ones you found in this video. Also, if you wanna skip all the trial and error that comes with creating the perfect intermittent fasting plan for yourself, visit my website where you can get a done-for-you intermittent fasting diet plan guaranteed to help you burn fat fast. My program also comes with many other eating patterns that can make it easy to lose weight while still eating the foods that you actually enjoy. You'll also get a recipe book that'll go hand in hand with your meal plan, a 42 day workout plan, and an accountability coach to help guide you through the whole process. I'll also give you a full refund if you're dissatisfied at any point. And if you simply complete the program without cheating and without quitting, you'll get the whole program and all the materials for free. To find out more, you can click the link below in the description or you can visit my website directly at gravitytransformation.com. I'll see you guys soon.